This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Welcome to Social Geek AI Update. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing consigliere. It's the AI Update for July 2023, and we've got four franchise rock stars bringing you the latest updates on using AI for your franchise system. We'll chat with Robert Mitchell, Patty Rother, Ingrid Schneider, and Paul Farber. Today's episode is brought to you by Answer Connect, Citroen Cooperman, Northeast Color, and the discussion starts next after I grab another cup of Big B coffee. Big B coffee started with a single store in Michigan in March of 1995. One year later, on a handshake, Bob Fish and Michael McFall decided to franchise the concept. Bigby is on a mission to become 100% farm direct, bringing a name, a face, and a place to every cup of coffee served through the One Big Island in Space initiative. Interested in owning your own Bigby coffee? Begin building a life you love with Bigby coffee by visiting bigbyfranchising.com. Joining me now is Robert Mitchell. Robert, what's going on? What is up, my main man, Jack? I don't even know how to introduce you because you have a really fancy new title. So do you want to share that with everybody? Uh, sure. Uh, you know, titles are, are 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 very weird because they don't mean anything. It doesn't mean I'm any smarter than I was 10 <laughs> days ago. But I, I will say that it is unique and I'm excited about it. Um, I'm the first chief AI officer in franchising, and I'm working that role for WSI. I love that idea of a chief AI officer. So tell me what a chief AI officer does. I, I guess the, the the high level is strategy. You know, taking taking this whole new paradigm, this whole new technology and understanding how it works within an organization. That's that's traditionally what that role this, this is not a new role. I mean that, that's not a new title. It's been around for several years, but new this year has become more popular and, and more needed and it's going to be in every organization is going to have it just like a CTO, just like a CFO. I think you're going to find every organization is going to have to have a, we call it a Sherpa to help navigate the complexities of integrating AI within every level of the organization. You know, unlike a CFO that kind of sticks within the financial stuff or the chief operating officer that focuses on operations or the chief development officer that does, you know, sales development, real estate, the AI is going to span much like HR does the whole organization. It's going to touch everything. So it's going to require a separate role and and a role that cannot be handled by the CTO typically. Mm -hmm. Now, actually CTO is an interesting example of something that 20 years ago, there were a lot of companies that said, we don't need a CTO. We don't need a chief or, or a CIO. We don't need, we're not a tech company. We don't need that. But gradually everyone figured out, yeah, but you're a company that 
uses technology. You're a company that uses information. So similar to what you're getting into, every company, regardless of what widgets you produce or what franchises you sell, you're going to need something like that. Exactly. Uh, you made a very good point. Um, everybody uses data, uh, you know, and how to how to actually parse that and control that chief EI officers are, are were, were brought in because you have to have a way to create your tech stack, which is why CTOs are created. So I think that CAIOs are going to be very popular with helping to navigate because what's going to happen? It isn't a one trick pony. It isn't, oh, we got our AI tool. We're all done. No, you're going to have to constantly navigate the landscape, just like a marketing CMO is constantly navigating what is the tools and the technologies and the best practices to get leads or to get my brand in front of customers. That's constantly shifting, as will AI. Yeah. And so you're doing this just to dig down into your role a little bit more. You're doing this for WSI, providing strategic guidance and so forth. But I'm also assuming that you're doing some of that strategy work for WSI clients as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So the, actually it's, it's two different, two different, and thank you for that question. It's a great question. It's teaming up perfectly. So uh, my role <laughs> is twofold, right? The first role is we're working with lots of franchisors, you know, Dan Monahan, president, founder of WSI, you know, has been around for a long time. If you don't know, we're the largest uh, digital agency in the world. We've been around since before Google 28 years. And because of his you know, presence and his well-known um, uh, expertise in the world of technology and 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 franchising, and of course AI, um, we're getting approached by lots of franchise systems. And so we're actually one part of my role is working with independent franchisors on how to integrate AI within their organization. Because I mean, I've been in franchising for 21 years, and and so I can help with integrating AI, and, and I'm very knowledgeable about franchising. So that's one part of my role, or WSI's role, is to is help other franchisors, which is why he's been part of um, the recent uh, I, IFA's um, AI uh, education sector. Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. other part of what I'm working on is quite frankly, creating the first AI consultancy franchise in the franchise world. So, uh, we're creating a module within our current, uh, offering within our franchise owners and allowing them to add another profit center. And eventually it's going to be a whole nother franchise module. So it's, it's a brilliant, um, uh, opportunity for us to be frank. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. I could not think of someone who is better suited to be the first chief AI officer in franchising than you, my friend, and uh, look forward to continuing our monthly updates on what the heck is happening in AI for franchises. So let's start there for the month of July. We're about halfway through right now. What's the latest and greatest from some of the big players or maybe some of the more interesting little things that you're finding? Well, the latest, uh, as of the recording of this podcast, I guess 12 hours ago <laughs> or whatever, uh, XAI, which I got to say, that is the, I mean, how much did he pay for that domain? I mean, right. X.AI, one letter? I mean, it's like in, it's like in uh, the Middle East in Dubai when you have the license plates. You know, they say that the, the one-digit license plate is worth millions of dollars. Anyway, right. this, is, this is brilliant. But so he announced, of course, if nobody knows. Um, and we're talking about Elon Musk, by the way. Elon Musk, so, yeah, sorry. A, a guy who can afford pretty much 
uh, one letter, if, if he could get away with half a letter, he probably could do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that whoever was holding on to that X, he paid them a good sum. But at any rate, um, he create he launched or announced that he's creating um, a company called XAI. And, and there's some interesting um, a focus, uh, not quite the competitor that chat open AI and chat GPT thought they were expecting, but they want to delve into the mathematics of deep learning, they say, and uh, develop the theory of everything for large neural networks. I have no idea what that means. I think it's very lofty. Um, he's constantly been a, a proponent of, or what do you ever call it? Um, uh, Advocate. What do you call it? When you're ringing the bell, you know, not quite chicken little. Like oh, this right. guy's Tom Cryer sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. he's definitely constantly being the one that be aware of AI it's coming for us, you know, so it's odd that he's, um, you know, I guess joining the ranks or whatever, maybe, maybe the, the term is uh, keep your enemies closer. Right. right so right. Uh, he's developing technology, but I guess the pathway is his the pathway is that he's wanting to make AI. What do you call it? Um, max. He wants to uh, pro humanity and a maximum curious AI. He called it. Um and you know he wants to you know create create a little bit different of a of an angle than the other ones have gone after. So which is interesting. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. Right yeah. now he's hiring, but um. <laughs> that's good. Well, you and I pretty much called this a few months ago when we were talking about some of the big players, Microsoft and Google and everyone else, and how Mr. Musk was really really quiet when it came to AI. He was just kind of sitting back and. I think waiting to to pick his shot, and it looks like this is the shot. So we'll yeah, see where he per- this he goes. He purchased the the actual. He registered the business like three months ago uh-huh. um, with with Maryland or whatever. So was, so you know we're coming, but which is interesting because I think he was stewing. I think that was actually what he was doing because he was mad that he missed the boat and he lost out on opening eye because he was original <laughs> founder, yeah. original. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so we'll see with that. That in Apple, you know, Apple's still kind of. Um, which we didn't talk about this because the podcast was in there, but I thought it was hilarious when they announced their goggles, whatever you call them. Right. Um, they they would never say uh, artificial intelligence; they would say machine learning, and they, mm. it was it was such a it was such a funny because they didn't want to be Google, who was constantly saying AI, AI, AI on their keynote. So it's but, an well, interesting thing, though, to think about that. That you know, how are we going to brand AI? down the road. And by down the road, I mean, I mean, six months from now, things could be very different. And will, will the, the brand of machine learning grow and take over? Is AI going to be something that people kind of get tired of talking about and maybe it loses a little luster and we move on to some new branding and spin? I'm that, that's the part of this that really interests me the most how are these companies really going to put it out there and and what terms are we going to use and how is it branded? So, well, yeah, that, that's, that's quite frankly uh, a product of ignorance. A lot of the time what you're hearing people say is not the actual thing it is. Yeah, right? It's not so, really AI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, and and yeah. where AI is, it's a much bigger umbrella. And when you're actually looking down to it, you're looking at generative AI yeah. or you're looking yeah. at uh, conversational AI uh, machine learning has been around for decades. So it's, it's, it's a really, it's, Right now, as people are just using it in in generic terms, but I think it'll be more narrowed down as people actually identify their product. Outside of Elon Musk and XAI, which I'm assuming we can find that now 
uh, on on a website called x.ai. Is that yeah. where this is living? Okay. Well, it, we'll it's, it's just a, ma- a basic page right now. So there's yeah. nothing to it. There's no chatbots or anything. They're, basically, okay. he's literally hiring. That's kind of what the point right. is. Got know, it. Putting himself out there. But yeah. Interesting. So outside of x.ai and Elon Musk, what else is happening in the past couple of weeks since you and I have caught up? Anything new with Google or Bard or any of the big players out there that we should know about this week? A hundred percent. And honestly, since we, it's been about two months since our last podcast, yeah. so I, I can't even remember last month. So well, I'll just go this past week. <laughs> Everything's changed by now. So yeah. we're starting yeah. over. <laughs> even if it was hot news last month, it doesn't matter anymore. It's it's no longer hot news. So hot news this past week is GPT-4. GPT-4 okay. um, has now been, the wait list has been lifted for APIs. So if you already had a paid subscription, then you have access to the GPT-4 API. Um, and oddly enough, well, this is quite interesting to some people, uh, they're retiring several of their old GPT-3 and older models, which you might think, well, what's, what's the big deal on that? Now we can get the better model. Well, a lot of integrations, a lot of companies that had tools built on that GPT-3 integration are going to have to go back and change their their tooling because the programming behind those integrations aren't exactly the same. They, they, there's different parameters that as they updated the models, they, they changed some of what they look like. So that's causes some problems possibly on the, on the back end. but interestingly enough, almost bigger than that. If you can say that code interpreter has now been released for all. And um, of course I've had access to it for several months, but I mean, I think multiple countries now have access to it. So it's really uh, allowing people to start testing it out and seeing it. Now, if you're not familiar with Code Interpreter, oh boy, it is uh, it is your pocket data analyst. It can do things that um, you would have a team of people doing over the course of weeks. It could do it in a few seconds. Hmm. And it can basically you upload a file. It could be an Excel, it could be whatever data set you want. And you can say, provide me a trend analysis and with graphs and bullet points. It, it's very robust and I think people just like when GPT four or three came out, they're trying to reach the limits. And I think the people are getting excited and scared. They can't find out what it can't do. I found out what it can do. If you give it dirty data, <laughs> if you give it dirty data, <laughs> it, 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 it does a really good job. of like, well, the dirty, the data is really hard to, uh, there's no column headers. Let's try to figure out the column headers. Then uh, the column headers have now been determined. Now we're going to, it does this nice little workflow um, but sometimes it does time out and be like, yeah, your data is not usable or something. So the old <laughs> adage that we've been using for years, garbage in, garbage out still applies. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely. And this is another thing. This is part of one of the frameworks that we're putting together for our, our AI consultancy offering is your data. Your How is your data stored? How is it handled? Where is it handled? Um, and, and that's going to be a big part of how well you can capitalize on that and how well you can integrate AIs. And that's going to be a whole, whole task force putting together clean data, to be frank. Got it. Any other big movements in the past few weeks that, uh, that you want to bring up today? Yes. Uh, Claude, I could talk for hours. Don't you get me careful. There's a good thing I talk fast because we have a hard time. Yeah. So yeah. You, in, you, you give us a lot of words per minute. So hit it. <laughs> So Anthropic came out with their Claude 2. Anthropic's been great. Um, I've, I've been following them for a while, although I still like AI21 Labs. They're one of my favorites, and Cohere is still available. Um, but Anthropic is his uh, launch Claude 2. It's their updated version of their um, you know, chat app competitor to you know, ChatGPT. 
their claim to fame, of course, is their 100,000 token context window, which allows you to have a lot more both prompting prompt data and, and of course, their their output. Um, jury's still out. I've been doing lots of A, B, C, D split testing of all the models. And I'll just, for those of you wondering, GPT-4 is winning most of the time. Um, but Anthropic's close, close second. Um, Gemini, I'm sorry that I didn't mention that. Google Gemini is, is another one that's, it's hot on the heels. It hasn't quite launched yet, but there is a lot of, uh, talk about how awesome it's going to be. Um, inflection AI also is a big one founded by, uh, ex DeepMind leader, Mustafa Suleiman, uh, recently got a $1.3 billion injection from Microsoft and NVIDIA oh, having brother. how many, was it 20,000 NVIDIA cards that they purchased? Something ridiculous. So money is being thrown around all over the place. Try to catch up to ChatGPT is what I'm understanding. Inflection is going to be a big player. Google is going to be a big player because they have both the talent, they have the tech, they have their own processors. It's going to be a lot of good things. Um, and then if we talked about Elon, but he's got he's got some, I want to go back to that. His offering, whenever he gets it moving, he's going to have the Twitter data. He's going to have great brain power on his team and, and the money behind it. And Tesla, they are they designed their own AI chip. So he's got that going for him. And of course, he's got a robot in development. Now, let me tell you, he's already ahead of the game. If you remember iRobot with Will Smith, right? Sure. He's already ahead of the game of the physical presence of AI in the human world. Imagine if he's able to integrate that with his new language model. Those would be conversationally amazing like so he's already if, if he can bring those two to market at the same time it's pretty awesome and well did i say enough i mean yeah, I, I, I i think that's enough for this month i'm i'm exhausted just listening to you man um i want to go back to wsi for just a moment if anyone would um, like to have a conversation with you about some consulting or maybe they've got a franchise system or other brand that they they just don't know where they need to jump into this pool. Where can people reach you? Where can they ask questions and how can you connect with you? Yeah, great, great. Uh, well, my phone number, just give me a call. 865-924-2203 or just rmitchell at wsicorporate.com. That's my email address. And I, I love that, you know, anybody who's in the franchise world or where they have a client and they're looking for use cases, we're already working with a lot of franchisors currently. But my point is um, you don't have to have a solution or, or something that you need to get done. If you just don't even know what you should do next, give us a call. We can analyze the business and walk you through that process. All right. Perfect. My friend, we're going to leave it right there. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you next month. Awesome. Thanks. Back in a moment after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. Joining me now is Paul Farmer. He's the founder and CEO of Starfish SEO and Marketing. 
one of my favorite names in the industry. Paul, what's going on today? Man, life is good, Jack. I'm uh, although my head's spinning with all the uh, technology changes and all the stuff going on at Google, all the stuff going on with uh, obviously AI, things going on, even with uh, traditional marketing. It's there. There are areas that are actually making a comeback because people are being data resistant. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally want to get into that area too. Like when is that pendulum going to swing back? Let's actually start there. There are so many things to talk about with AI, but do you feel like we may be going too far at some point and maybe it's going to come back to some sort of human touch is, is what does it for some clients? Sure. Well, you know, and I, I'm absolutely not comparing this to fashion any other way that it, but it seems like, hey, just hang on to that. It'll come back around in a few years. <laughs> so, right. Um, it does seem like my, you know, I've got four kids and uh, my oldest three are clearly millennials, but the youngest is not. He's whatever they are, Gen Z. Is Gen Z. Right. And Look out for them. He resists technology. He doesn't even have, you know, he, he we can't send him anything other than a text because that's all he responds to. He won't go to Instagram. He won't go to Facebook. He won't go to, you know, Snapchat. He just uh, lives on, uh, in fact, he reads. He literally reads. He he stole my record player. I don't even have a record player anymore. <laughs> so he plays. Good man. Love that. <laughs> so, all right. He can he can borrow some, some Zeppelin records anytime he wants. I'll bring them down. But I love that idea that, uh, that millennials are now going to be made fun of as being, you know, kind of like, you know, hey, boomer. Right. right by right, by the next right. generation so so <laughs> suck it millennials um <laughs> while we're uh, while we're talking about the technology though i know you've you've been just neck deep in the franchise space for a long time working for a very large franchise corporation working with a lot of franchisees and now working with an agency that does marketing on the local level for tons of franchisees what are all of those folks out there on that local level, what are they thinking about AI? Are they resistant? Are they welcoming? Are they are they weary of it? What do you think so far? Well, it, it's pick a number between one and ten, and they'll land on it at some point during the day. I yeah, mean, it, it, it's all. And, and the reason I say that is, and you know this as well as I do, when you're dealing with any major brand, if it's a franchise system. The brand has their own brand identity guide. They've got their own voice. They've got their own approach they want to do, but that may not be how that owner perceives it. Yeah. So this owner may work with a big, you know, group, whether it's a restaurant chain or a construction company or some kind of cleaning service. It, they may say, well, I'm really good at cleaning, but I don't know anything about digital marketing. I want to pay somebody to do that. Yeah. I, and I'm, I've literally got owners that are a 20, $30 million organization and they're like i don't even have a facebook page right i don't know how to log into my google business profile and so they're willing to pay their look we make plenty of money doing what we do best we don't want to learn digital marketing we want to pay you to do that yeah so that's one owner and then i've got another owner on the other side of the table that is uh they're neck deep themselves and they're like hey what do you think about this what do you think about that did you hear about the new release they're coming out with have you ever considered and they'll throw ideas out and I love working with those guys too, because not only uh, can we talk shop, but I get good ideas from them. You know, right. that's the one thing I learned this early on is I'm not threatened by somebody that is smarter than me. <laughs> I embrace that. I'm like, <laughs> I want to be surrounded by the smartest people I can find because 
it makes me more savvy. It makes me more real relative to who I'm working with because I'm not always feeling like I have to uh, beat my chest and, you know, pat myself on the back. I'm like, Hey, how are you using it? So I'm glad you're asking that question. And I get people all over the map from people that are digital experts to people that are just starting out or people that are like, they don't even care. They just want to pay and make it go away. Yeah. Well, it's great to be open like that too. I think it makes you much more valued by the other franchisees in any particular system as well, yeah. because you can take best practices from one state and, and move them to another region and, uh, and, and everybody wins in the entire yeah. system. And, and that's really, that's part of franchising to begin with. So what I really wanted to talk to you about today is what can AI do for franchisees and for an entire franchise system? I know you've got uh, a good list of things that you're sharing with franchisees. So let's just jump into that wherever you would like to start. Sure. Well, to, to me, I, I, let me just clarify. I am not an AI expert. I, oh, you're the one guy. It. You're the one guy out there who's not an AI expert. <laughs> At least we found the world's most honest man, everybody. So, but thank you but, for that because everybody I know in this space is is changing their LinkedIn title to being, you know, yes, AI yes. guru. And, and 15 years ago, we saw the same people calling themselves a social media right, guru. Right. And these same guys are going to, you know, Bard or Chat GPT saying, write me a bio to be an AI expert. <laughs> you know? So, but here's the here's the the challenge. In any technology we see, we've got to recognize that the growth rate is an indicator of how valuable it is. And so if you were to look at you know, I keep up with a lot of the trends. So if you look at something like, I don't know, uh, what was it, Netflix? took like three and a half years just to get to a million users. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Twitter uh, took like a couple of years. Um, who else? Uh, Instagram, it got they broke all kinds of records. When Instagram came out, it got there in two and a half months. Everybody's like, wow, that's unheard of. Chat GPT got there in five days. Yeah. I mean, they just blew the doors off everybody. Everybody's like, well, wow, they did that in December of 2022, which we're not even, what, seven months? From that point, I mean, right. when they were launching it, I guess it announced it in November or something like that. So then uh, by January, they had 57 million users. By February, there were over 100 million users, which are regularly using it. It's just unbelievable the amount of uh, people that are visiting this and using this. And so that piqued my interest immediately. I thought, okay, why are all these people interested? And then the other thing I would highly recommend, if somebody's interested in using it, they need to at least understand the basics. This is not a one pill cures all ill. I mean, the first thing people do is they, they tell me, well, we're going to get rid of all of our writers and we're just going to write it all in chat GPT. Big mistake, big mm -hmm. mistake because of a number of reasons. But one is chat GPT is not a database. So here's where I, I think Jordan Peterson said this in one of his interviews. He said, since it's not a database, doesn't make mistakes. It just regurgitates the same information. And therefore it's very bland and very vanilla and generic chat GPT has the ability to learn. And so it's learning. And he compared it to a 12 year old with a PhD in multiple, you know, nice. verticals. So basically it doesn't have the savvy to know where this information is valuable, but it will actually, I've had it a couple of times make up a source. It was a college that either didn't exist or a college that existed and it cited something and it wasn't even a legitimate citation. It made up the whole process. So as a result, you know, 
you can't count on that. So if you don't have a good reader, proofreader or a good editor, or especially a good writer to go back and look at whatever it produces, you're going to put out garbage. And there's a lot of stats that are showing that Google is resistant to people that are just going to chat GPT, printing up a blog and then posting it. Right. Because supposedly there's a digital watermark in there that you can't see. You know, every third word starts with a particular letter or something and in, or whatever, every seventh word. But it comes out where Google recognizes that and it's actually penalizing people who are just doing that. It wants to still reward people who have taken the time to learn about this. So having said, what's it going to do for the franchise? It's a great generator for ideas. If you want to generate uh, ideas for blogs, if you want to generate content for your social media pages, if you want to... Uh, produce documents. I had to do a rental agreement with somebody there. It was a very odd rental agreement. And I don't have, I've never rented my gear. I always use my gear. We, we, you know, we sell ourselves, but another company needed to use it. So I just said, Hey, here's the company name. Here's my company name referred to hereafter as blah, 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 blah. And I need a rental agreement with these stats. 30 seconds later, I had a beautiful rental agreement. I went through and made about three or four changes print hit print and I took it down and they signed it and we were done. Yeah. I think, I think using it as some sort of brainstorming partner is possibly the best use in all of AI right now, especially for franchise folks, because whether you're a franchisee and you're a, you're a, you're a single owner out there and you might not have a partner and you might not have anybody you can bounce ideas around. And a lot of these folks are, corporate refugees and they're used to having, you know, a corporate team of people that they could brainstorm with. It's lonely being a franchisee sometimes, right? Yeah, it is. And, and it if is. they don't, if they don't have, you know, Paul Farmer on speed dial to uh speed dial, by the way, folks is, is something that we used back in the nineties. Um, <laughs> if, if they don't have you handy um, and they need, they need somebody to bounce some ideas off of, they might not have anyone. And even at the, at the franchise or level, Let's face it, most of the brands we know, especially in the marketing and operations department, they're pretty thin these days, right? There, yep. there's, not, yep. there's not a team of people down the hallway where we can get together and have a little group huddle. No. So if you're a marketing person or an ops person, having that, that, um, that brainstorm session literally in your pocket uh, might really be a, a great use for, for franchise folks. What else do you got, Paul? I'll tell you some other things that I think a franchise could really benefit from is... Um, not only can they in, write this engaging content and use it for ideas, give me five ways that uh, this paint uh, works better than that paint, or give mm-hmm. me five what reasons why I should use this cleaning service versus that cleaning service, or uh, some of my restoration customers, what are the top five reasons we should, uh, uh, or what are the top five things somebody should know about a fire extinguisher on your, your job site? I didn't even know there were that many things, but it, it spits out great data. Right. And it's actually something that a franchisee and his or her team could know in order to engage with customers better. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another thing is it can uh, analyze data and generate insights from a large database. So if you have access to a large database and can plug it in there, you can go back and say, can you identify any trends in this, this, and this? And you can triangulate data that you wouldn't find otherwise. There's not a, you can't just easily do that in Excel. You can do it, but you have to work through pivot tables and a bunch of different things. In fact, I did that the other day. I had AI build me a pivot table. I said, 
take these these pieces of data, dump it into three columns, and then build a pivot table based on this data. It spit it all out, gave me a piece of code. I clipped it, put it into uh, the computer, and boom, it spat it out. It was nice. unbelievable. Um, and then I wanted to label. I'm like, it's labeled wrong. Then I went back and said, can you relabel it with this, this, and this? Okay, here's your new link. Boom. We had all the labels on there. Yeah. Imagine incredible. the time you would have spent in an Excel spreadsheet two years yes. ago doing That's that, right. doing that same right. stuff. So, so great. Well, I think we're, um, I, I think we're moving in the right direction, Paul, but I, I think it's good to have people who are helping franchise owners out there along the way to, you know, sort of learning a new way of doing things. It's really not that different than what we saw 10, 15 years ago when everyone was going to digital marketing and Correct. and there were people like you out there saying, no, listen, I'm serious. This thing, Facebook is going to take off. Right. So, right, right. <laughs> so I think we're, we're kind of in the same situation now. Uh, it, it's just happening much, much faster. If any uh, franchise owners or brands out there need some help, especially with their local marketing and using AI and, and, and other things to help get more leads and get more local jobs and that kind of thing. If they have questions for you, where can we send them? Info at starfish seo.com. Great. And they can just email that yeah. and it will come right email to you. Email your questions Perfect. and we'll get somebody to reach out to you. All right, Paul, thank you so much for joining today. And we look forward to uh, continuing this conversation on AI with you down the road. And uh, we'll see you soon, my friend. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jack. You have a great day. We'll be right back after a word from Citroen Cooperman. Citroen Cooperman is proud to be the home of one of the leading franchising practices in the country. With over 40 years of franchise experience, Citroen Cooperman provides a full range of services to a vast number of franchise concepts. They work with the owners, operators, controllers, and CFOs of a wide range of franchisors and multi-unit franchisees to help them establish their brands and grow their businesses to the next level. The franchise practice is comprised of experienced CFE-accredited professionals, providing guidance and insight to minimize uncertainty, meet compliance and contractual obligations, and stay focused on building their businesses. For more information, please contact Aaron Chaitovsky and Michael Iannuzzi at CitroenCooperman.com. Joining me again are Patty Rother and Ingrid Schneider to talk a little AI update. So tell me about all of the stuff that you're both involved in, starting with, with these classes. I, I understand from some of my colleagues who've taken your class that it's going like gangbusters. Where are you at and what are some of the things people are learning in these classes these days? Yeah, um, it's been really incredible to see the level of adoption and interest with folks in franchising specifically to take these classes. Um, it's a three-class course that we teach specifically for franchising and business use cases. Um, and it's awesome to kind of see our work in the wild too, as people adopt and implement the things that we've taught them over the course of those three classes. Um you know, I think it, it's a lot of folks who have heard about AI, are interested, but haven't quite been brave enough to dive in and us really helping them 
get into the tools, get comfortable, um, take a little bit away of some of that fear and make sure that they feel confident in using the tools that make the best sense for them. So we go over um, a ton of different tools, but specifically, obviously focusing on business use case and franchising. Ingrid, you were saying something earlier about starting with security with some of these brands and companies. Tell me about that. Yeah. So I think it's just something that we need to be talking about and focused on is the compliance piece and the security piece of things. Um, And it's actually something we do at Stay In Your Lane, not that this is a big advertisement for us, but like everyone just needs to think about their AI policy within their company because we talk a lot about the Reddit rule. If you wouldn't post it on Reddit or if you wouldn't post it on Facebook, you shouldn't post it or put it into ChatGPT. And there's ways around that with security to turn it off so that they're not getting all of your information. But right now we're seeing a lawsuit with the FTC um, into um, investigating an open open AI and a leak that they had. And there's just a lot of risk there. We saw Samsung at the beginning of all the ChatGPT put their proprietary code in ChatGPT. Mm. We just don't know where that information is going right now. We just don't know where it's ending up or whose hands it's ending up in. And obviously you're training the model too as you answer those questions. So they could absolutely know your proprietary information. Or if you put your secret sauce in and then I ask ChatGPT a question, it could give me your secret sauce back. So we just have to be careful. We have to be really cognitive about how we use our data, what we're putting in there and how our teams and our companies do that as a whole. A lot of companies are scared and shying away from it and telling their employees they cannot Uh, use it at all. And the risk in that is, is oftentimes your employees will be using it. Like AI is here. And instead of saying no, 100% do not do these things, implementing some kind of policy that makes it safe for your employees to then use these tools is going to be paramount, especially in the next few months, because the reality is there are a pretty high chance that some of your employees will be using these tools on their work laptops or while on your work Wi-Fi. um, And you want to make sure that you train them to use it in the correct way. Yeah, this is the same thing we saw 12, 14 years ago with social media. You're not allowed to use social media on your work devices. And it's the same thing that companies did 20 some years ago with a little thing called the internet. You can't use the <laughs> internet, right? And and I'm sure that, you know, a hundred years ago, there was probably some company that had the same policy about telephones. So it's right. it's really it's really kind of getting past the, no, you can't use it because people will use it if it's going to help them do their job better. And that's actually what we want. Um, Right. I like the idea that you're talking about security and getting into other departments and areas of a company and of a franchise brand. And, And I think we've gotten away from, this is just something for the marketing team, right? This is really something for every part of a franchise company, including franchise development. And I think I think that looks like where you're going next. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, well, I should let Patty speak to this, but I think some one of the most cool parts of what we teach is the franchise development part of things. Um, and Patty is just so gifted at franchise development. And I'll say that loud and proud um, <laughs> that how she has navigated um, using these tools to do her job better is continually impressive. And I'll let her talk about that a little bit, but Yeah. And I think you're right, Jack. I think most people immediately thought like, well, I don't do copywriting. I don't need to generate images. So AI isn't something that I really need in my life. What we really teach and what we find, you know, 
people get out of our classes is this thing called AI intuition. And the idea really is the more you use these tools, the more you think about them in your daily life or as you're going through your work day to say, oh my gosh, I think I could actually use AI for that. Or how could I use AI for this? Because this is a workflow that I do all the freaking time and I don't want to do it anymore. It should be automated. And so you build this intuition about when to insert AI and what tool to insert to get that task done. And we find there's this comfort level and this like automatic reflex that tends to happen. And so it's not necessarily, you know, can I use AI? Should I use AI? Yes, you should. And you will find the more you use it, the more you realize how much you can use it. And that's really how I developed all the tools with franchise development specifically. I've always been um, a high technology user in general, because I've oftentimes been a team of one um, with pretty aggressive sales goals and um, lots of leads that I have to sort through. And it, there's just not enough time in the day to call and all those people, to get in touch with all those people. And so technology has always been something that I've implemented and AI has just made that that much easier. And using technology to save yourself an hour here or an hour there with all of the data and information that you're trying to get through to make sales outreach. I, I would assume yeah, that's it, a big part of your day. It's everything too. I mean, you think about my role, I'm only as good as the leads I'm getting, right? So making sure that the marketing is hitting right, that it's getting me qualified people, that I'm getting in front of the right people in an organic way. Um, there's so much that happens before the lead ever comes to my you know, CRM and then getting them through that sales process. If I can automate a lot of tasks, something as simple as somebody submitted their application, I immediately send out the FDD. I shouldn't have to go in and manually send people an FDD that that should be an automatic process. Yeah. And again, you know, that intuition comes in where I might be writing something and realize, oh my gosh, my brain is totally fried. I've been on calls all day long and I can't even figure out how to write this email in a really compelling way <laughs> or respond to this person. I'll turn to AI to help me do things like that. And it creates efficiency. It saves time. It also helps me be far more creative than I think I would be on my own. Like I think of it more as a partner and a tool versus replacing anything that I would normally do. What are some other best use cases that you're seeing from some of the brands who've taken your classes and you've been talking to and, and, and teaching over the past couple of months? Anything really sort of jumped to the top of your mind? Uh, a couple of things. Um, one is Debo from Color Me Mind sent over this image. She's planning her Christmas already and has a marketing team of one um, in July and she's already planning Christmas um, that's amazing in itself, but yeah, she yeah. that. <laughs> she's ahead of the game for sure. So, um, if we, if you send us this image and said, look at this, I created this with AI and it's an image that looks like it's in a color me mind that she did some, what's called in painting on and put their logo on their aprons. And I could not tell that it wasn't like a photography session that happened for Christmas in one of their studios. It was so, so good. And we love hearing stories like that. Um, it's really, really fun. And then I'll let Patty speak to actually something really cool that we're doing. We can't give all the details about, but, um, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So we've been doing a lot of enterprise training for, um, certain brands. So they might bring their whole marketing team or maybe their whole operations and marketing team to attend our classes to really get them in these tools, um, and really embrace it and create AI policies and let their teams go. Um, and one of the things that we've seen as a result of this is some kind of think tank session thereafter. So some way to get your team to really get into these tools 
through either a competition or some kind of think tank session. And you will read about these quite often too with other large corporations who are trying to figure out how to use these tools. Um, so we have one brand that we're really excited about. They actually ran a contest with their marketing team, broke everybody into groups, and essentially were tasked with creating a new franchise brand solely using AI. So they have to use AI to come up with the idea, come up with the service offering, come up with the branding look and feel, you know, generate images, generate logos, um, taglines, positioning statements, you name it. And they're going to present it to a group of judges and obviously win bragging rights, but some other kind of cool prizes as a result and potentially create another franchise brand for this portfolio brand as well, which could be really incredible. I love that idea of a competition because it does a couple of things. It it takes away the the you know scary nerd factor, right? Of people who might be a little intimidated by some of this technology. They can maybe get past that if there's if there's a game afoot, right? Or if there's if there's something in it where they can actually um bond and and have some sort of situation or or competition happening with their colleagues. I love that idea. I also like the idea of going for a whole new franchise brand. I think far too often we all get bogged down in how do we franchise that one or how do we mm-hmm. how do we grow this concept when the reality is some of the top franchise brands 5 years from now are things that have not yet been created, right? 100% especially in this day and age of the platform brands and all of the private mm-hmm. equity groups trying to grow outward instead of just growing upwards um, in, in a silo. I love that idea of creating a whole new brand and um, maybe by this time next year, or or maybe by the time we get to the IFA convention in February, we will see our first AI generated franchise brand. Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? What's really funny is when Ingrid and I first started playing around with ChatGPT, like way back when in fall of last year, her and I kept thinking, oh my God, it would be so great to start our own franchise brand. Like with our powers combined, we could totally make something have legs. (laughs) And we used ChatGPT and we're asking all of these questions and her and I were going back and forth, like think of, look at this concept or, oh my God, this one's brilliant or this could totally work. It actually came up with some pretty darn good ideas and we definitely gave it some parameters, but it was impressive for sure. Um, yeah, way better than some of the of- ideas that we that we see out there that were created by, you know, those old fashioned humans. <laughs> and that might still happen, by the way. We still have one <laughs> idea that came out of that that we're like, hmm, yeah, that actually might happen someday. <laughs> good, so, good. Well, we will that. be we will be watching for that. Anything else before we go about the classes that you wanted to share? Um, you know, maybe some maybe some surprises or some some um, things that came up that some of your attendees weren't expecting? I feel like every time we do the class, there's just minds blown continuously. I saw this really funny graphic, like the AI, um, like learning curve and it's okay, I'll try it. And then it kind of goes up a little bit when they start using it. And then it drops down because it finds a bunch of errors and it's not giving the outputs I need. And then it spikes up and it says mind continuously blown. Like, Every time you put something in and you finally get, you know, what prompting is and how to get the best results, you're just continually blown away. I mean, we use 
AI constantly with our clients. And it really feels like just an extension of our team. It allows us to be more creative. It obviously allows us to be really efficient with our time and um, save a bunch of time, you know, building out campaigns or writing copy. But I think the more people get into it, the more they'll realize just how much it can do. Um, you know, I was posting today about a plugin that I was playing around with that I think is so cool. Um, it basically summarizes videos for you. So if yes. you're somebody who likes to consume a lot of videos, you essentially just drop in the video ID from either Vimeo or YouTube and it spits out a summary. But what's also really interesting, it gives you all the tags for the video and it actually gives you all the statistics of the video. Like when was it posted? How many views does it have? How many comments? How many interactions? Um, and it could be a really interesting use case, not just for like consuming content, um, but even, you know, I think about you and podcasts, finding ideas, figuring out what's viral, um, understanding, you know, why this content about personal development got better traction than the other one. Um, so just a really cool plugin. And I feel like keeping up on plugins could be a full-time job. I think there's hundreds and hundreds at this point, um, but it's something that we're constantly playing with. And I keep finding just really cool ones that are fun and interesting and um, definitely have compelling use cases. I saw you share something on LinkedIn, I think, about that uh, that video reader, for, back, for lack of a better word. And mm -hmm. what what I was drawn to was there are so many videos out there that you really want to consume. And then you look and see, Oh, this is 27 minutes long. I am never going to be sitting still in front of my computer for 27 minutes, anytime in the next two weeks. Right. right. If I could consume this while I'm walking, driving, flying, something like that. Great. But the reality is, is there a way that somebody else could watch this video and give me the Cliff's notes and, right. and then I could just kind of walk away uh, informed. So yeah, I yeah, love that cool. one. I'm going to, I'm going to check that out too. Ingrid, anything sort of top of mind for you or anything that you're kind of feeling like is, is your go-to tool right now? Oh gosh. Well, I mean, I'm spending so many times in some of the tools that we're working on as fractional employees. Um, love cuter QR. I'll plug that if you guys need QR codes that have images in them. So we made some for dog stuff the other day that are just really cute dogs and it scans right to their website. That's really fun. And we're playing a ton with that because we're basically the beta testers and doing a bunch of things like that. I'm also using ChatGPT. I mean, it is my right hand every single day. Um, and I have really utilized it, learned it to utilize it as my personal assistant. So it writes my emails. It asks, I ask it questions and I ask it hilarious questions, not just about work, but also like home <laughs> case use stuff all the time now, like all the time. So um, I was looking at holistic cures for something I don't, the, the other day. I was, oh, it was bug bites. That's what it was. Um, the mosquitoes in Colorado are a little bit, we don't usually have them. Yeah, and we've, ha we've had them like insane this year. And so I was like, yeah. how long do mosquito bites last? And give me three options for um, cures around my house for the itching. And it was like baking soda, this, that. And, it, you know, like, I think we're going to rely on ChatGPT more and more as Google and not just going to Google because it just spits out a bunch of answers really fast instead of me going into an article and out of an article and into an article and out right. of an article. Mm -hmm. and, so, and then reading two articles that, that are on opposite ends and tell you two different right. things. And now yeah. I have to find a third one, right? So Well, and what's really uh, interesting <laughs> about 
um, just the large language models in general is you can tell it exactly what you need. So it's hilarious that that's what you were doing because I was doing almost exactly the same thing. My daughter had like weird symptoms and it didn't really like align with anything. And, and so out of curiosity, I asked ChatGPT, but before I went in there because I'm a total crunchy hippie, I said, hey, I just want alternative options, homeopathic, natural, organic. Don't give me traditional Western medicine. That's not what I'm looking for. Only spit out, you know, these topics for the answer. And I was like, do you understand? It's like, yes, I understand. And now I have essentially like this, this prompt that I can go back into in this chat thread whenever my kids have symptoms for something and know that I can give them sage honey tea for their sore throat. And that might help. Um, so it's funny that you were doing that. Love the other that. thing that we played around with that we didn't really chat about is we're creating a lot of bots um, mm-hmm. and playing around with that. Um, so there's a really great app, great app called Poe. Um, it it can be built on various platforms. So it's got access to other large language models um, and really just playing around with like, what would it look like to have a franchise development marketing bot where you could literally ask it like, what's a reasonable number of impressions for a franchise development ad on Google uh, for the month of May? And make sure that, you know, you are either holding a vendor accountable or understanding if you're doing it yourself, if like it's successful or not. Mm -hmm. Um, We played around with like an FTC bot. Um, Keeping up with FTC law and franchising is challenging sometimes. And if you're in franchise (laughs) development and any other role, like kind of important to stay on top of it. So what would it look like to have a bot that you could ask questions to regarding various FTC regulations? I love Um, that idea of like an FTC consultant in-house right? Or or a marketing coordinator right here in the office that, by the way, I don't have to pay a salary to. So yeah, that's very cool. So playing around with creating some of those and customizing them um, has been really fun. Very good. Well, as we wrap up, um, Ingrid, give us the information on if anyone would like to join any of your classes, not just the AI class, but I, I understand you've got some Fran Dev classes and LinkedIn and some other things coming up. Where can we learn about all of these opportunities? Yeah, if you want to follow me or Patty on LinkedIn, um, I'm Ingrid Schneider and she's Patty Rother. We're posting about the opportunities all the time. Also, the Stay in Your Lane page, we have a lot of information. And remember, that doesn't always populate in your feed. So go check it out once a month, twice a month and look at the classes. We're doing a personal development class as far as um, personal branding, and which is really, really fun, and how to use LinkedIn better. So every other Wednesday, we do a round table um, where we just all get together and talk. And it's a bunch of people that have taken our class or classes, enterprise, or just the class for individuals. Um, we've had a lot of consultants actually taking our class lately, which has been really interesting and how they're using AI to help move their needle. Um, and so we're also developing a FranDev class right now, which is going to be really fun because, you know, Patty's the goat of FranDev and we have another dead ringer who's coming in, who we're really excited about, um, who hasn't been announced yet, but it's something that's coming, who will also be leading that class. And that class will probably be, um, on video first, but we're going to actually do that class in person. Mm. And it's going to be like a three-day masterclass for um, franchise development. And it's going to have a strong, strong AI presence in that. So like Patty said, we're developing some tools and there's some different plug and play things that we're going to give away that will be super helpful for anyone doing franchise development. All right. Very good. Keep us up to date and we will follow you on LinkedIn to see all of the latest developments. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jack.
before we go, a quick word from Answer Connect. Everyone has a phone, but not everyone is answering the phone correctly. When you spend marketing dollars to grow your business, you cannot afford to miss any calls or answer the phone with, Hey, Answer Connect is open 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to support new business, current clients, or urgent calls, and they send messages to you immediately. They integrate with many of today's popular CRMs, taking advantage of technology and taking one more thing off your to-do list. In addition to taking calls, they set appointments, follow up on potential clients via form-filled inquiries, and make outbound calls for reinvigoration campaigns. Let Answer Connect work in your business so you can work on your business. Call Answer Connect at 800-584-0234. That's 800-584-0234. Or visit AnswerConnect.com slash franchise. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.